All right, we are back for another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke. I am joined, as always, by Corey Litton, and we have a bunch of racing news to get you all caught up on from Thursday, July 28th, all the way until Monday, August the 1st. So, Corey, I, you know, I think you're right. We were talking before we started recording. I think we do sound better on this uh, in this <laughs> studio over here. I like the way this one sounds. Yeah, this is pretty nice. Yeah, well, hopefully it's uh, uh, it it uh, uh, transfers to the uh, the outbound product. But uh, and despite what I what I uh, hear from a lot of people, I don't really like the sound of my own voice. But through this, it sounds pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. So, all right, well, let's uh, let's get after it. Thursday, July 28th, you were in Norman County Raceway, Sanders Stock Car Challenge, night number one. What happened? Well, Aaron Blacklands, he climbed up six spots from his uh, starting original starting position to win in a last corner pass in a photo finish, .054 seconds over the crusher Justin Jones in the Midwest Modifieds. Reese Stenberg finished in the third position, then Cole Nesseth fourth. Uh, Taylor Jacobson finished in the fifth position to round out the top five there. Then uh, Alex Brasseth, he led every lap and got his third straight Legends win, avenging last week's DNF out at the Norman County Raceway in victory lane. So, you know, you could definitely tell. I always like it when there's newer winners in victory lane because they're so nervous. Sure. Yeah, they don't know what to do with themselves. And for some reason, I just get a kick out of watching people being really nervous. (laughs) Um, So so what did it – when – the track announcer Mark Askelson asked him what it take to get it done, kind of thing. He said, "Well, well, Dad told me to go chug a Mountain Dew." <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Mark said, uh, "So you've been winning a lot lately?" He goes, "I'm on a freaking winning spree." <laughs> <laughs> a winning spree, I like that. <laughs> and uh, it's a, that was pretty funny in Victory Lane out there. So good run by Alex, a good kid out there, and uh, getting his third straight win in the Legends Division. Ashton Speaker, the Flying Deuce, he finished in second. Ryan Brasseth finished in third. That'd be uh, his younger brother, uh, Alex's younger brother. And then Evan Hendrickson finished in the fourth position. Cody Jawoski finished in the top five. Uh, Rich Pavlicek, he won in the sport mods after a great side-by-side battle with Andy Wagner for several laps. Uh, Wagner finished second. He held on in that second position. Then it was the uh, that was Chris Van Mill finishing in third. Tucker Shockert, keep an eye on this kid. Um, he's already got, I think, three top five finishes. And he just started last week in this class, so wow. he's uh, he's going to be good. He finished in the fourth spot. Um, Scott Jacobson finished in fifth. More on Tucker Shockert. I watched him race out at uh, go kart racing. We had an indoor arena, like a horse arena kind of thing, out in um, in Crookston, Minnesota. And on one of the first laps, he hit the the outer berm and flipped over onto his onto his head. Oh wow! No no cage in these either. Uh, he flipped the cart back over, got in it, and won. Really? Passing on the high side for the whole time, too, which uh, is not easy on one of those uh, flat uh, dirt track, too, where it was real dirty where he was trying to pass. He somehow found grip and managed to win out there. So there's some talent in that kid there. That's uh, crazy. Sean Meyer, he led at the, uh, Sean Meyer, uh, he led at the green, uh, the drop of the green in the late model division out there, but Mike Gresseth, the super sophomore, as they call him now, he was a super rookie last year. Uh, he made his way through traffic and uh, got by to win with about nine laps remaining. Uh, Brody Trofgruben, he finished in second. Uh, Meyer held on for third. The Hamlake Hammer, Don Shaw, finished in fourth. Jason Strand finished in fifth. Then we moved over to the Hobby Stock feature where it was red flagged on lap number one when Todd Gettle went airborne off of uh, turn number four and smashed hard into the turn four concrete wall. Wow. Uh, Gettle was okay, but the FAA was called in to investigate the crash since he was high <laughs> enough to show up on radar. <laughs> 
it was one of those things where he just got into the corner and the car was loose right away and he had the thing turned all the way to uh, the right and it caught and shot him straight off of the racetrack. It was pretty wow. uh, pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, but good thing is he was okay. Uh, and uh, after that, Brody Eckert battled side by side, side with Stone Cold Brad Overdahl for several laps till Eckert got by and held on for the win. Uh, Overdahl finished in the second spot. Then Tyler Hayne, he got a top three, first one for him. Uh, Jeff Busby finished in fourth. That was his first top five. And Tristan Halverson finished in fifth. The cheetah Rob Van Mill took the lead from the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg in lap number seven to win the Sanders Stock Car Challenge on that very same night. The sponsor uh, and namesake of Sanders Metal Products, Todd Sanders, was inducted into the NCR Hall of Fame along with his his wife, Debbie, and uh, daughter, Morgan. Oh, very cool. Because uh, they're great supporters of racing. Todd raced in his own own career, too, so... You know, he, he's, he's been around racing his whole life, and, and uh, with all the support that he's been given, he more than, than deserves to get uh, put into the Hall of Fame. So oh, that's cool. Congratulations there to Todd Sanders. Uh, the Ripper, Ryan Satter, he finished in the second spot, then Travis Robertson finished in third, Brennan Borg finished in fourth, and Todd Heinrich finished in fifth to wrap up the night's festivities out there at the Norman County Raceway. Night number one of the Sanders Stock Car Challenge. So then, night number two was Friday, July 29th at Red River Valley Speedway. What happened uh, there? Well, Rich Pavlicek, he doubled up winning in the sport mods after passing Tucker Shocker with four laps to go. And that kid, uh, he did nothing wrong. It's just Rich Pavlicek, and he was kind of a sitting duck. So if there's a Rich Pavlicek, just kind of picked him off and uh, got the win with about four laps to go. Chris Van Mill finished in the second position. Shockert held on for third. Vinny Jetvig got fourth, and Kelly Jacobson ended up in fifth. Hollywood Taiwuki started fourth and led every lap to win the Race Saver Sprint Car. So we went from fourth to first in one lap um, on the opening lap. So that was pretty impressive in wow. the Race Saver Sprint Car class. Uh, Andy Paik finished in the second spot. Tyler Rabenberg finished in third. Ty Hanton finished in fourth. And Morgan Nyquist finished in the fifth position. Tanner Engen had all kinds of bad luck this year, but it all went away with a big hobby stock win out there uh, and a good way to get the monkey off of the back. Brody Eckert finished in the second spot. Then it was Brad Orvidal finishing in third, Tim Church in fourth, Dan Dowling in fifth. Hollywood Tywilkie, he started in uh, 11th in the Legends feature, but quickly found himself in the lead. Three laps, to be exact. That's wow. how long it took him to go from 11th to first Wow! Uh, for his second win of the night. Then Ashton Speaker finished in second. Uh, Ryan Brasseth finished in third. Glenn Mitchell finished in fourth. And Alex Brasseth rounded out the top five. Dave Shipley started in the back half of the modified field. And after a great battle with Colin Hibden, he grabbed the win. Uh, Hibden finished in second. Jordan Sowers in third. Tyler Hall in fourth. And Billy Vogel finished in fifth. Billy Vogel led actually the first part of that race out there, too. So uh, he had a good run out there. I think that's the best, best run he's had all season so far. Uh, then Rob Van Mill doubled up. He led every lap, but in, in traffic, along in traffic, uh, held off Randy Klein by .018 at the line wow. to win the Sanders Stock Card Challenge night number two. Travis Robertson uh, finished in the third spot. The Rocket Man Keaton Fromke finished in fourth, and Andrew Jokum finished in fifth. Wow, that's some close racing, .018. That's crazy. It was, uh, from my eye, it looked like about an inch and a half. Wow, that's <laughs> nuts. Okay, then uh, Sunday, July 31st, you're out to the Buffalo River Speedway Hobby Stock Shootout. Well, Patrick Breha started off the night by ending a six-year winless streak uh, with a win in the Sport Mods. Kelly Jacobson finished in the second spot. Scott Jacobson finished in third. Tucker Shockard in fourth. There's that name again. Mm. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, Justin Jones finished in the fifth spot. Ryan Brasseth, he charged up from his ninth place starting spot to win in the Legends. Uh, Dylan Johnson finished in second. Ashton Speaker in third. Uh, Alex Brasseth finished in fourth. And Josh Weiss finished in the fifth position. Uh, Jamie Schultz got his second modified win of the year. John Nord finished in the second spot. Chris Tuchurer, uh he finished in third. That's uh, that's the guy that used to be a um, former UFC fighter. Oh, Chris wow. Tuchurer. Um, he actually trained with uh, Brock Lesnar. Did he really? Yeah, and he looks he looks like the kind of guy. He's chiseled completely out of granite too. If you ever see him, he is a monster of a man. It'd be interesting to to uh, to visit with him and find out how. Uh, the the two, how his uh, UFC training helps his racing, or if it does at all, if there's any correlation between the two. I've been wondering the same thing. Yeah, that would be interesting to find out. Super nice guy, though, but I would never want to make him angry. <laughs> I don't know why you'd even think about it. <laughs> He's one of the few people I have I've not once taken a dig at in, yeah. in, my, in my commentary, <laughs> and I don't think it'll ever happen. Uh, Jeff Oden, he finished in the fourth spot. Lightning Luke Johnson finished in fifth, round out the top five there for your modifieds. Uh, controversy, though, in the hobby stocks. Uh, that, that'll change the original finish out there. Jed Treblehorn finished in the first first position, but was disqualified after post race tech. He had some uh, carburetor spacers, mm. and he ran three of them. You're only supposed to run one of them, Uh-oh. so that can change the airflow in uh, in your carburetor, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm you not lost a, count. I'm not a very good um, uh, mechanic, so yeah, sure. that's that, that's why I have people for that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. It was illegal, no matter what. So okay. he uh, he got DQ'd. Okay. Um, Tim Otter, actually, that'll hand, that handed the win over to Dylan Nelson, who got that when he raced at Bristol. Um, oh, really? Yeah, when I was out there. Uh, Jesse Van Lanningham, he finished in the second spot. Tim Otterness in third. Scott Heron finished in fourth. And I do believe that was good enough after the DQ to uh, get him the championship for the Hobby Stock shootout. Uh, Brad Orvidal finished in the fifth position. And then Alex Trushinsky, he passed half the cars in his uh, lightning sprint feature race to win in that one. Dexter DeVergston finished in second. Alan Trushinsky finished in third. Chris Crowder finished in fourth. And Kate Taves finished in fifth. Then Hunter Goulet, he finished up the night with his third Buffalo River Speedway win of the year in the short trackers. Cody Crabtree finished in second. Weston Clausen finished in third. Uh, Jason Cass finished in fourth, and Adrian Kubitz finished in fifth. Um, going back to Weston Clausen, mm-hmm. first race I ever wa- got to see him run was in his first actual race out at the Cheyenne Speedway in Lisbon, and he rolled. We didn't see it, but he rolled bad, and he he would have probably set the record if we would have had good enough video to really? figure it out. Uh, he would have set the probably would have set the record for the unintentional rollover Ooh. contest. Oh wow, and that's crazy. Somehow I believe it was the same car he was racing, and he. Drove it into a top three. So good run by Weston Clausen out there. Wow. Okay, then uh, rounding out the weekend, uh, Monday, August 1st, Red River Cart Club. Well, Lincoln Corinta picking up his first ever win in the Novice 1 class, and it was Braxton Meyer-Peterson winning in the Novice 2, I believe fourth win of the year for the uh, number four cart out there. Uh, Thomas Taves, he won for his third week in a row in the Rookie 1s. Then uh, Noah Breha, he followed up his dad's uh, a dad Patrick's win from the previous night by winning in the rookie twos. Hunter Verrilrude got his third win of the year in the 206 blue slide class, and it was Alex Clark winning in the 206 black slide class. And rounding out the night, Vince Noble got his second win of the year in the adult stocks. 
All right, so that takes care of uh, the local racing. How about NASCAR? I know they were uh, they ran a, uh, a road course this weekend. <laughs> yeah, after what seemed like forever to get his first Cup Series win, Tyler Reddick didn't waste much time to get his second one. Only four races after the first win, Reddick survived an overtime finish and for his second win of the year at the Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway road course on Sunday. He finished ahead of Austin Sindrick. Harrison Burton, Todd Gilliland, and Bubba Wallace. Did you get a chance to watch much of that race? Uh, no, I didn't. I, highlights. That's all I was able to see. <laughs> yeah, you've been kind of busy this last week, haven't you? <laughs> we haven't really talked about that. You're playing hurt today, uh, and I'm really, uh, I really respect your effort here today. <laughs> I'm hobbled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For those who don't know, I uh, ruptured my Achilles on my right leg, um, which is, makes it difficult to drive. Uh, you can't. They, they frown upon you using your left foot to drive, <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if I could. Maybe I could. I when I messed up my knee in high school, that's actually how I drove for a little while. Did so you? I, I got used to it for a little bit, but yeah, it's still it's not very safe. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it, you, and for good reason. Yeah, but yeah, I totally respect your effort <laughs> and the fact that you're still willing to come in and do this so quickly after having surgery on that too. That's uh, that's uh, that's really awesome of you. Got to keep playing. So, uh, did you get to see anything of your uh, your buddy there? Uh, I heard Ross that there, Chastain. There may or may not have been more controversy again. I didn't uh, dig too deep into it though. Yeah, I heard he. From what I saw, it looked like he kind of missed the entrance on one of the things and took a it took a. Uh, I can't remember what they called it, like an emergency access road or something like that. Oh, to go around, um, and that pretty much made his lap not count. But he was up front and still racing with the leaders. Oh, <laughs> and so. Yeah. If they didn't want him to use that street, they shouldn't have put it there. (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of issues (laughs) in that that corner out there, too, because I believe it's the same one there where Kyle Larson uh, lost his brakes going into turn one and tried to to turn ahead of, um, uh, who was it? I can't remember who who that was right off the top of my head. I I think that might have been the 42 car, actually. Oh. Uh, um, And he basically hit the curb, jumped in the air, and just, Drove right through the 42 car. Uh, I did see that. That was yeah. a pretty wild looking wreck. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think either of them knew what happened after it happened. Wow. So it was it was it was pretty ugly. But I'm glad to see both drivers uh, were able to to walk away from that one. Yeah, cool. So Chase Elliott, he's still in the lead, right? That's but- right. 821 points he scored so far. Still winless. Ryan Blaney is second, 125 points back. Again, if that seems like a big deal right now for the how big the points are, well, they're going to reset them here in a little bit, anyways. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Uh, Ross Chastain, he's uh, third, 129 points back, despite the fact that everybody hates him, and now he's wrecking all the time. Not so. me. I want to <laughs> see him smash another watermelon pretty soon. <laughs> uh, Martin Truex is fourth. He's 150 points back, and Kyle Larson is fifth, 154 points back. And as of now, there are still two winless drivers that are in the cut line to make it into the playoffs here, and I think we still have four races left. Ooh, so it's getting close. It's a possibility with four, uh, if, if there's a chance of four other first-time winners that guys that are still in contention in points still won't make it into the Ooh. to the championship rounds here. Getting close, getting so. close. And next up, they're in Michigan, right? Yes, this Sunday, Michigan International Speedway. All right, World of Outlaws. They were racing Saturday and Sunday, the th- July 30th and 31st. They were at Empire State Shootout Weed Sport Speedway in New York. Yeah, it was an interesting weekend out there for the World of Outlaws. Donnie Schatz, he led early in the first night on the Saturday show there, with, but with 17 to go, David Gravel was able to get by in heavy traffic. Uh, with three laps remaining, Sheldon Hottenshield brought out a caution, and this one might get some attention. Um, <laughs> he His car spun into the infield. They thought it was okay, but he did not think it was 
out of harm's way enough. So he got oh. out of the car and got real mad about it, and he threw his helmet onto the racetrack, bringing out an actual caution. Uh-oh. Uh, David Gravel got a great restart, though, and held on for the win over Donnie Schatz. If David Gravel would have lost that one, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that would wow. not have been good for uh, – for all involved in that one, sure. So, is there uh, is there going to be any sort of uh, sanctions coming down on on Sheldon there for? In, you know, if it were up to me, I would probably do something, but mm-hmm. I'm not in charge. Sure, because um, you can't set that kind of precedent, right? Uh, you, you can't let somebody decide to throw stuff on the track because they're not happy. Because guess what? You got thousands of people in the stands that'll do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and they have more things they can toss out on the track. And that's when people start getting hurt from getting mm-hmm. hit from behind with uh, things getting uh, thrown on the racetrack or at the racetrack because people think that they got a Roger Clemens kind of arm, but they're, you know, 30 rows up. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can barely make a 10. <laughs> so, yeah, it, if it were up to me, I'd do that. But I understand understand the business point of view. They'd probably just fine them yeah. and put them under probation Sure. if they, if they have a a thing like that because right now he's making them a lot of money yeah uh, sheldon Hanshield is one of the top uh, draws in that sport so you can't really like sit him down right uh, so you got to keep him kind of in this yeah. um uh so yeah i would i could see him getting fined if, right. uh, if that uh after that though uh sunday tables turn though uh, donnie shots he got win number 305 on his career over david gravel Shots led every lap on sunday's main event despite heavy traffic again and even heavier pressure from gravel Gravel was uh, uh, definitely uh, definitely a good weekend for that uh, two machine. That actually kind of put him a little bit closer to um, the uh, point leader, Brad Sweet. He's got 6,084 points. Uh, David Gravel is 36 points back in a second. That you know that put him within somewhat striking distance. Mm-hmm. Carson Macedo is 114 points back in the third spot. Uh, Sheldon Hodenshield is 130 points back in fourth. And Donnie Schatz put himself up into the top five with that win in the top uh, two with 172 points back in the fifth position. Excellent. And up next, Friday and Saturday, they are at I-55 Speedway for the Ironman 55 uh, in Peevely, Missouri, it says. That's right. That's the track that is co-owned by uh, Kenny Schrader. Oh, very cool. It's a pretty awesome facility out there, too. Yeah. So what about locals on a larger scale? well, with uh, with NASCAR being over in Indianapolis, they decided to make the trip over there for the ARCA series uh, to the Indianapolis Raceway Park, which uh, you might remember from the old uh, uh, ESPN Saturday Night Thunder. Uh, mm-hmm. Those episodes, they pretty much film the entire season out there uh, every year. Uh, so Amber Balkan and Bryce Haugerberg made their trip out to the Indianapolis Raceway Park on Friday. Uh, Balkan was involved in a chain reaction accident that forced her out of the race with 79 laps to go. Hagelberg finished three laps down. At one point, was still battling, you know, near the top ten, uh, and was on the lead lap for quite a long time in the race. But ended up finishing three laps down on the thirteenth place uh, in a race that was won by Chandler Smith. And despite some t- tough luck for her Balkan, she manages to be near the top of the point standings. Uh, she's in sixth right now, one hundred and one points out of the lead. Hagelberg sits in fourteenth place right now, three hundred and thirteen points out. Uh, they'll be at the uh, Henry Ford Health 200, the Michigan International Speedway, Saturday, August 6th. I talked with Bryce a little bit, um, you know, just kind of texting him, asking him how IRP went and everything. And uh, he was telling me it was it was wild going because he raced Pocono the week before. Oh. And that's a two and a half mile racetrack with long straightaways. And I don't think IRP's total length all the way around the wall on the outside equals the back straightaway at at Pocono. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah, he he said it was real wild. They said that must be like going from like Ada's racetrack to the go kart track. <laughs> and he said, yeah, that's pretty much it. Wow. So yeah, yeah, he he has a good attitude about it, every, everything, and uh, he's having a lot of fun in the in the Arca series. So and it's it's fun to watch him. He's starting to get a little bit better and better as the season's going. So uh, I'm pretty proud of that little kid right there. That's cool. So what's happening next? Where are they going? Well, uh, tonight, uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, and Wednesday, August 3rd, the racetrack revival at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. That's right. North Wilkesboro is back. Cool. Uh, they got some uh, live racing going on on XR+. Plus. Uh, you can either download the app and get the subscription through them, or Race America has it also. Uh, so if you can check that out live, you can watch uh, more of the grassroots-style racing. So like the asphalt super late models and modifieds are going to be racing out there amongst a couple other classes as well. So Racetrack Revival at the North Wilkesboro Speedway. That's uh, tonight and tomorrow. Thursday, August 4th, will be back to school night with a hobby stock special at the Norman County Raceway in Ada, Minnesota. Friday, August 5th, will be Hall of Fame night with the hobby stock special at the Red River Valley Speedway in West Fargo. We're going to be inducting Big Joe Jacobson, Ed and Jan Dollinger, Ambrose Speaker, Danny Schatz, and Steve Pavlicek. So we, mm. we got a big, a great group of people coming up here that are going to go into the Hall of Fame nice. for the Red River Valley Racing Hall of Fame. Uh, cool. I know Big Joe, uh, I remember watching him race as a kid. There's a lot of a lot of fun moments out there. Steve Pavlicek, uh, he was one of my heroes growing up, watching him race uh, in the modified division and in, in, uh, many other classes, too. He also was a was an elementary wrestling coach for me, too. So this oh. is, that's pretty... It, it, that that means a lot. Uh, getting to induct Steve, uh, be the mouthpiece of who gets to induct Steve Pavlicek in there. You go back a long ways. That's yeah, cool. <laughs> I mean most of these people. Yeah, I go back to the '80s with them. I mean Big Joe Jacobson, of course, the hobby stocks and stuff from back when I was a kid, and um, Jen and Ed Dollinger, their car owners, um, that were very instrumental in a lot of people's careers. So it's great to see them go in and just great people. They were involved with the. I know they were on the advisory board back in the Minn Kota days, too. So uh, it's great to see them going in. Ambrose Speaker, the speaker name goes way back in racing history around the, this area. You, pre- you can't say anything without the speakers involved. Sure. Um, and they, they're still involved to this day with uh, Mike or Chad or any of their kid, the kids involved in, in racing, too. I mean, you heard me talk about about Ashton Speaker being in the top five in three different racetracks. Yeah. Um, he's racing He's racing right now, and I think that makes him a third or fourth generation uh, speaker involved in the racing uh, business. And Danny Schatz, of course, father of Donnie Schatz, and the man that changed the track out there in West Fargo from a half mile to a three-eighths, or big, small three-eighths, excuse mm-hmm. me, and um, you know, forever altered the altered the history of racing in this area making that track way safer than it used to be and so it's a great to have him in there as well uh after that saturday august 6th we got an enduro going on as rod miller hall of fame announcer would say legalized automobile destruction <laughs> <laughs> an enduro at the uh, buffalo river speedway in glendon minnesota sunday august 7th will be uh, the buffalo wild wings gnosis sprint cars at buffalo river speedway and that'll be in Glendon. Um, and on Monday, August 8th, Red River Cart Club in West Fargo, free to attend, 6.30 start time. Also, the Enduro, I forgot to mention that it is 2 p.m. on Saturday in Glendon. Okay, early start time. Which would be nice because I think that means as soon as that's done, I might be able to go hit another race someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh, that's good. Well, there we are. Another uh, Another full weekend of racing action. More coming up. 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, thanks for, thanks for the update. Once again, Corey, no you, problem. Put, you put a lot of work into this stuff. You, uh, your knowledge is, is crazy on this stuff. And so it's fun totally to listen. Totally crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, fun to listen. So, well, thank you again. Uh, and thank you for listening. You can find, uh, checkers and records, victory lap podcast at kfgo.com or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to listen to Corey Litton every Friday morning at 640 with the KFGO morning crew, uh, where he gives you the latest live updates as you head into the weekend. So for Corey Litton, I'm Ryan Janke. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap.